A busy night in Sheffield, uh, Sheffield Steelers podcast, as always, joined by head coach Aaron Fox. Aaron, uh, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, good effort tonight. Um, I know we were down 2 nothing after the first on, on two power play goals for them, uh, but I felt like we still, I think we dominated play in the first period. We just didn't get our chances um, and just told the boys to stick with it. I knew we were, were going to find a way to get one past them and change the momentum of that game, and credit to the boys. You know, they, they were dialed in in the second. Our, again, our our defensive-minded guys were, were really dialed in again tonight. Yeah, in that first period, pucks crossed, you know, we, we thought to cross the line, pucks on the line, and it was desperate stuff at five, but they, they held off in that first session. Yeah, they held us strong in the first. Their goalie played really, really well. He played really, really well in Fife as well. I thought we had chances up there to score, and, and he kept us at base. So I was I was like, I, I just, honestly, I just knew if we got one that that game would change very quickly. And... Um, Obviously, we're a team that scores in bunches, and as everyone seems to talk about around here. Um, <laughs> That's your fault. You started that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be trending tonight, I'm sure. That <laughs> yeah, sure. um, no, was good to see. Yeah. In the uh, second period, obviously, that, that 5 nil second period, what did you say at the end of the first? Was it just no panic? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said, you know, don't be down here right now. One shift at a time. We take over this hockey game. Um, no cheating. Continue to play into our game plan, and uh, we'll be rewarded. And luckily, we were. Aaron Johnson, a surprising, if you like, surprising player to, to get us going back in that, but a rewarded goal. Yeah, Johnny's been awesome. Um, he's not a guy who brings a ton of offense that way, but uh, so physical, always in the right spot, plays an aggressive game. It's exactly how I want our defensemen yeah. to play. And tonight he was rewarded. Got found a seeing eye one to get us going, and then. Another one where Abs gets a nice tip on it, and he was, yeah, it was, he was great tonight. Quick word on Alex Graham because he raised the roof here. It's an incredible moment scoring your first professional goal. I'm yeah. sure you can remember yours, and all the guys can remember theirs. It's a, it's a special moment. Yeah, for sure. He's such a good kid too. Like he works so hard in practice, and I know it's it's been hard for me to find that ice for him when you're chasing a championship and trying to develop players at the same time. It's it's really not easy. Um, but slowly and but surely, he's definitely gaining my trust and. It was great to see him find the back of the net there. I, I said, I also told Peter that uh, I think that was the first fist pump I had on the bench all year long when, when Alex scored that, so I was pretty excited for him. Yeah, you go to Guildford tomorrow, and obviously a few weeks ago we went there and the results didn't go our way. They've had a tough night, but a successful one in Belfast. What do we have to do different tomorrow night to, to bring those points home and keep that pressure on Cardiff? Same thing we've been doing the last few weeks. We've got to be ready to, to win battles and uh, play a defense-first mentality. We can't trade chances with them. They're a team that likes to jump in the rush, um, and they have active D. They have a really good power play. So I, I just want us to go in there and have a good first 10 minutes, good solid first 10 minutes. I felt like we, after it was 4-1, we didn't, the refs didn't give us much of a chance in that building uh, two weeks ago. We were down 4-1 there, and then I, th I thought we slanted the ice pretty good the last 40 minutes, came back and tied it at 5, and then gave up a late one there. Um, tough place to play, good hockey team. Uh, we'll have to have our, our mentality the exact same as it's been here the last few games. Okay, you sent everybody home happy tonight. Congratulations, well done, good luck Thanks. tomorrow. See you guys. That's head coach Aaron Fox. Uh, Jonathan Fernley will now join us. Are we, John Alex going to join us, Jonathan? Or? He's in with uh, Pete Spencer at the moment, I believe. Okay, so are we'll we going to go for our normal walk first and then we'll come back 
and debate. Yeah, and uh, was... so, from Steelers TV point of view, your thoughts? Oh, that was fun. That was really fun. Uh, the first period, the first twenty weren't fun, was it? I didn't think no, it was. Well, we I were, mean, we, we created chances, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest fun. Dominated the game five on five. Just gave up two power play goals. Five power play, which has been pretty miserable so far this season they're down to like 15% they look really strong the puck movement was good they created chances and they took two of them but I never worried five on five the only concern was when we got our power play early in the second and there was a turnover behind the goal and they very nearly made it 3-0 Duba made a, a save and then a couple of minutes a couple of moments later it was 2-1 and then within a fraction it was 2-2 uh, we're not going to let Alex walk past us. Not Come a on. chance. Come not a chance. You're getting it first of all, Alex. Congratulations, firstly, on the win, but secondly, you have to remember a moment like that. Uh, talk us through the shift. Talk us through what was going through your mind, and just talk us through the whole event. Um, well, me and Cole, we said before we went on that we wanted to grind and work them down and buzz around in their end because we know that that's where we we, we play better. So um, me and Cole were um, trying to grind them down, and then when when I'd scored, the feeling was unreal. Yeah, talk us to the shift, the pass, the goal. What you thought? Was it instinct or? Um, well, yeah, I'm. I've, I'm not really sure how it got to me. I think Dave tried to play it through and it had bounced off a stick. But as soon as it, as soon as it had come to me, I, um, I just put my head. I saw where the goalie was. He was on his back, so I thought I could slide it under him, and I did. And then that moment when you know it's gone in, and the, the whole place raised the roof. It took me a few seconds to realise what had happened, and I was yeah. just stood there in amazement. But when the fans just started screaming, it was unreal. Yeah, and then of course when you got back to the bench, the team mobbed you. Then they mobbed you at the end of the game, and they mobbed you at the Eddie. It was a yeah, it's it's nice to have that support. It's yeah, it always helps you. But it was well earned because it wasn't the first good shift of the third period that you'd had. You had to wait a, a long time to you know to be able to make an impact out there. But the shifts leading up to it were were strong as well because, like you said the way you skated down low and the way you cycled the puck around was strong yeah me and, me and Cole we just every time we get the opportunity we just try and work as hard as we can um, and grind grind them down and just buzz around and really just be a pain be a pain for their defence and, and there's no one better for you to be out with than Jonathan Phillips oh no it's something his experience is unreal what, what did the pros say to you when you came back and they were knuckle the ball in your head and they were what What, what have they said in the room what, what's their message uh, there's, been, there's been a lot of congratulations there's a lot of screaming and just smash them around the head but yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of congratulations you can't play tomorrow because of concussion now probably yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, I mean the, the coach complimented you just to us saying how hard you worked in practice and, and how well deserved it was yeah I just try and put everything that I do in practice into the games and um, hope, I hope they pay off really ok congratulations thank you top job fella we move on down to uh, wards the Steelers room we'll see who else is about here tonight I know I'm sure everyone's taller than I am but He's, he's, big boy, he's, he's getting to be a, a real sort of physical presence out on the ice. You know, he's out there with Cole Shooter as another big lad. That's a big line we can throw out uh, on the yeah. fourth unit, but we know from his Steel Dogs time he's got goal scorers' instincts. And first, you know, put comes to him, I've got to get the shot away straight away because, you know, if you can shoot before the goal is fully set, and it, you know, I don't think uh, Morrison was fully set, and it just squeezed under his, uh, under his pad. So uh, it was. Uh, you know, a real special moment. Remember Kieran Brown's first goal against Edinburgh. Yeah, Remember Liam Kirk's first goal against uh, against Coventry and Shooter when he got his hat trick up in Edinburgh. They're great moments. They're memorable moments. And, uh, and we will say we were there, won't we? Absolutely, we'll we will. Certainly, we will. So uh, just desperate for some more players to come out of the locker room and say hello. I don't hello. want to go into the locker room because it's so loud in there. Yeah. And uh, I'm just having a look. 
This is one of the players listen to, by the way. We must be too old to listen to this music, John. Winner's, winner's music. <laughs> it is winner's also music. Also, the players have got to get themselves sorted out and get home and get some rest. It's a long trip uh, tomorrow. But there's a bit of a leveller tomorrow in that Guildford have already played twice this weekend and they've got to get themselves back home from Belfast. So, uh, although the Steelers have got a long trip, so have their opponents. The wing commander joins us. What's the Sheffield Star saying tonight, Bob? Um, very relieved after that first first period where I thought it might be a, a reflection of those uh, four games that uh, they lost. But... Uh, outstanding uh, in the second and third and uh, it just just shows doesn't it when it clicks you know when they're on form nobody can stop them scoring I don't think Valley scored tonight no he didn't no, so no. Don't, don't even need him to rack up eight goals but uh, did you see the uh, the cut how the cut happened to um, Conley by you would have seen that John yeah he got a little bit of an elbow in the face from uh, Sam Jones skating towards the puck in the uh, uh, well Fife's left uh, left defensive corner didn't really look like a big swinging elbow as much but just caught him in the nose and a little bit of blood as he came off the ice what did Arson do as well I never saw the Arson we saw nothing um, it was we, a retrospective call wasn't it yes we believe the linesman spotted it but of course the linesman can't blow play dead they have to wait for another whistle in which time um, Scott Arson had left the ice at the end of his shift and play had continued and there was a tripping penalty which was on Fife which did bring play to a close at that point the alignment could then inform the officials of what we've seen. We've tried to rewind the footage as much as we can. We've not spotted anything yet. We were desperate to see it. I don't know if we'll get to see it by the time the highlights come out, but it's a complete mystery to us. What I would like to add about Alex William, uh, Alex, yeah, Graham. Alex Graham even, um, is that he needs a bit more strength, upper body strength. He needs to fill out a bit. He lives in Dromfield, which isn't too far from Aisha's restaurant, which is where <laughs> I spend most of my life. So he ought to get in there and get himself filled up. Happy days. It's a marvellous moment for him though, wasn't oh, it? Oh, wasn't it? I mean, you'll and never... Crowd's reaction was. I think the goalie was very accommodating, getting out of the way of the puck as well. It was most nice of him. It's a ridiculous night for Morrison because I don't think he. He's injured, isn't he? He's got a back injury. Yeah, you can see him struggling. He collided with. Uh, well, and tried to stretch out to save um, a shot from Michael Davis, and then he had a little bit of a bump with O'Connor. But there were a couple of sort of fairly weak ones that went past him. And he also made the save of the season to deny Eberly in the second period after uh, doing a passing play on that five on three. So. A mixed night, but uh, yeah, he's a good goalie who's just uh, not, had a, not had his best day. Big well, night why tomorrow. Do you, why do you think, Dave, that they were so slow and uh, laborious in the first period? I don't think they were. I thought they created a lot of chances. They had pucks cleared off the line. They had. I did get a feeling it could be one of those nights. I don't yeah. know if the, there was and, a move involving Connolly, Armstrong and Valoran, which was slick, reducing a quick passing and a one-timer shot that looked really good. And thought, if you keep doing that, five can't live with it. Um, and then when it did happen in the second, it proved that they couldn't. They looked so confident, Fife, at first. Like, oh, work it out in the bottom of the league. and concedes all these goals. And they almost... shouldn't be a bottom of the league team, though, should they? No, really? it was, it's almost a free hit, though. If you're bottom of the league playing away at the league leaders, you're not expecting anything. Anything you get is a bonus. So, if Why anything, there's sort of... I think they got too much quality there. I think it's a shame. I think there's, those players should be looking in the mirror there because they're, they're better than what it suggests. There's a lot of players in that team who were part of a team that did go to the playoffs last year so I'm not sure the new players they brought in are a substandard in terms crowd of crowd just play without a heartbeat don't they the two Crowder brothers are skill but they play without a heartbeat and you can't play for a team like Fife if you haven't got a heartbeat so that's 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 part of it hold on young Robert oh. Bob leaves us 
Daddy, you enjoy oh, watching that one? Yes, it was, a, it was a great performance by the boys. Great to see Alex uh, pop his cherry tonight. Where well, was yours, your first one? Oh, your Steelers first one? I don't know. Uh, oh, was it uh, at A. Sheffield against Coventry, I think it was. Mm. I think. The first one I remember of yours, I was stood on the Steelers bench in Nottingham and you snapped to one time at the top of the circle and I remember I remember that one as your first, but well, there I, may I was, be a couple I was, just, I was just about to say it. We'll say it against Nottingham because it would be sweet. It would be a better story. It would be a better story if it was Nottingham. So, yeah, we'll go with Nottingham. Yeah, what will he be thinking right now, Alex? Will he sleep tonight? Um, yeah, it's one, it's one of those... Uh, He'll try and play it cool in front of the boys, but inside he'll be absolutely buzzing. Hey, good. Good to see you again. So, Matt, how's the old on quick up, update? How's the old arm doing? Getting there. It's really good. To, uh, I've took a, a, a bunch of leaps forward in the last couple of weeks, and the physios think I'm ahead of schedule, so it's, it's really getting there now. Okay, top job. That's Robert Dowd. I wanted to, uh, in fact, I was going to wait for Valley, but as we've got Dowdy and we've got a couple of the other ones, we'll, uh, we'll move on to our recap. Um, We'll uh, come that way. Dom, everybody happy here? Very happy. Very happy? Very happy, David. Better than the stereophonics last night? Oh, about the same. How's that? No, that's (laughs) not good enough, Dom. That's not good enough. Not good enough. Um, Right, Alex uh, joins us. Are we going in for our little group chat? Um, Yes, we can do. Okay. Everybody uh, into the media room, where our normal gang will... uh, will join us for a final debrief. <laughs> Hayley and Deborah will not be on the podcast. <laughs> not that, of course, we're not an equal opportunity uh, hockey club here that uh, once comment. Hey, ask, well, Pete, ask, but Pete ask, Spencer... Ask, ask Hayley what happened at the end of the game. Hayley, what happened at the end of the game tonight? What happened? Oh, my I, God. Hayley, tell went, me. You're on, you're on the podcast live, so just be careful <laughs> what you're saying, kid. No, I, went, I went on the ice. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Is that it? That, oh, that's my it. God. Okay. So, Alex, uh, Jonathan, and where's Pete gone? Pete's disappeared. Uh, what's social media saying, Alex? Um, a lot of congratulations uh, to Mr. Graham, that's for sure. Um, and it was actually quite interesting because I don't normally tend, especially at home games, to flick through a lot of comments um, in between periods because I'm doing different tasks and what have you. But tonight, um, well, the entertainment was going off. I thought I'd have a quick look just to see what the mood was like. Um, and there was quite a few comments that actually got deleted um, by the end of the game because of what they put out at the end of the first, first which I found quite amusing. Fans changing their minds. Yeah. Fans being fickle after 20 minutes, no. Hayley's waving to everybody. But bye, Hayley. It's just to get, it is the clichéd saying, isn't it, that it's a 60-minute game and me, Jonathan and Pete were talking about it earlier on that you were never kind of that worried because of how much we dominated the first 20 minutes, even though we were 2-0 down. And it was just two power play goals. that, And they weren't necessarily nice goals anyway. One crowder was falling to the ice and managed to get a touch on it. The second one comes off Valley's stick and flutters under Duba's glove. Um, so they were, I don't think... In the building, there was never any worry or panic in that sense, but obviously there the was world a bit of in the social watches. media. <laughs> there, was well. a bit, there was a bit too. <laughs> I was a tad, was it going to be one of those yeah, nights? Because, those you know, it was too. there's pucks on the line, there's there's post Eberly's post on the backhand that, that went 
that went close. What's BBC I, Radio Sheffield, our sports leader, saying tonight? Well, before I go into that, I, I, I felt sorry for the, the poor Sheffield Wednesday fan that had, had to watch Derby <laughs> beat them 3-1 and then left after the first period at 2-0 down thinking he was going to have a similarly <laughs> bad experience at the two sporting events he'd been to tonight. I hope, hopefully he had a better night. By but the, what's the uh, story tonight? Is it the Lucas goals? Is it Al- I think you know, it's Alex Graham, Graham, isn't it? Graham, yeah. I think I, I've just had a chat with Alex and uh, yeah, I think... Did he get his first Pete Spencer he did. longevity L- interview? Little sit, little yeah. sit down. Little so sit down. Yeah, there's that to come and I had a word with Yanni Kolomainen as well because obviously he's not had a... I think that's his first goal in 14 and although Yanni's not about the goals it's kind of um, you know it's Colin good for him Miner, to that. that block tonight Colin Miner on the penalty kill when he went down and he took one right off the knee just yeah. blocked from about five feet out which I thought was you know great play for him and that's the intangible stuff that you know doesn't get picked up in statistics you know Yanni plays a physical game you know he's, he plays a heavy game and yeah that's what Aaron signed it for and actually me and Aaron spoke about the fact that I think he's played better since he's been on that fourth line. Um, he's getting a, a bit more, a bit more time. He's matching up better against the lines that he goes against, and he's he's shorter shifts as well, kind of 30, 30 second shifts or whatever. And um, and you know he can do his job, be effective out there, and and then get a recovery when they're running four lines. Still, Dan's leaving the building. Still, still, you be good in Cardiff, Dan. Don't yes, cause any trouble yes, again. No trouble. No trouble. No, what happened last time? Bully. <laughs> Bully. Yeah, I think I was a bit to blame for that, I'm just, afraid. Just to <laughs> confirm, Robert Dowd's first goal for the Steelers was indeed in the Knockout Cup against Coventry at I Sheffield. It finished 6 all as the Steelers went out 8-7 on aggregate. His first arena goal... How does he find this stuff? <laughs> it's all there somewhere. His first arena goal is a couple of weeks later um, in the Challenge Cup final first leg against Nottingham in the uh, Davy Lawrence start. Layla Layman's. Shall I throw a stat at him and see if he can find it? Shoot. So, what's the youngest Sheffield Steeler to ever score? Oh, I'll be Liam Kirk from a couple of years ago when they beat Coventry yeah, nine that was a bit, five. Yeah, that was a bit easy, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah he's just turned seventeen. So, uh, yeah. But he looks like he can play a bit as well. Yeah. I mean, he's, he didn't just score. Yeah. He, he made some plays. He played with Shooter and Phillips on that line. He he, he, had he a hustled just well. Yeah. didn't he? He's got a goal scorer's instinct. He, well, he's young. a goal scorer through his yeah, whole junior absolutely. career. He's yeah. not going to be a Jonathan Phillips replacement, is he? He's not going to be the guy that replaces Jono on a third, fourth line. He may be in a couple of years' time. He's Dowd replacement. In, Jonathan yeah, he's that kind of Jonathan guy. Phillips came into the league as more of a goal scorer than as, as a younger player. You know, Jason That's because of his goalies like Dan Green in the league at that time. That's yeah, but I mean, you look back and he was one of the Steelers' leading goal scorers most seasons. You know, he's into the into the twenties. Um, yeah, his game adapted as he got older. What type of player he'll become? It seems that you know Kieran Brown has got some scoring instincts and a little bit of a nuggety style as well. He'll get involved in the in the dirty stuff, and I think Alex Graham will as well. And they're they're more rounded than just going to be goal scorers. Um, you know, Kirk was always going to be the uh, the goal scorer creator type. Graham and uh, and Shooter and Brown have a little bit more as well. Let's have a look at the things they can offer. Let's have a look what else has gone on tonight. Massive win for Dundee. Mm, um, Glasgow, I said on Twitter yesterday, if Glasgow didn't beat Manchester last night, I'm struggling to find where, Man- where Glasgow's next win's going to come from. Mm, Huge win for Guildford against Belfast. I wish they'd have done it in regulation, but Belfast scored three in the third period to come back 4-4. Guildford win it in overtime. Uh, but I guess the, the big one is, is Cardiff's loss in, uh, in Nottingham, which gets us all a tad excited, uh, doesn't it, Alex? I think it is, especially going into tomorrow's game. It 
it'll give the guys on the ice, I'm pretty sure, a bit of a boost as well. Um, but then with the games to come, it was a lot of people would probably have looked at the games coming up and thought, right, what can you put your money on as being the next game card if don't pick up any points? Not just the win, but an overtime loss or penalty shot loss as well, um, because every point is vital. And I think we spoke about it after the game in Nottingham last week, that Nottingham could have been one of the games where they'd lose points. Um, and they have. Jano, your thoughts on that? It's back in the Steelers' hands now. If the Steelers win out, they've, they're there. But nobody has this season shown an ability to look like they're going to win eight, nine, ten in a row. Um, there's always been a, a defeat or even a run of defeat somewhere around the corner. So the Steelers are still going to have to beat Cardiff twice. And they're probably going to need another Cardiff slip-up somewhere along the way because I don't think they'll be all Steelers wins all the way either, even if there are two victories against, uh, against Cardiff. If we can win tomorrow, it puts a hell of a lot of pressure on that game for both sides on Friday. Forget the Cup final, but Friday's league game is going to be colossal. Yeah, especially because Sheffield haven't won in Guildford so far this year. You know, they're 0-2 there. And it's a, you know, it's a tough place to play. They're built to play in that building. And that's that was the game that I was worried about this weekend out of this in five. But then you think if you have a similar start to what you had tonight in Guildford, that might not be one that you can come back from because, yeah, you might go and score three goals in the second period, but Guildford will probably match you. You can't afford to give a team like the Guildford Flames that much of a lead. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why I think a win's hugely important tomorrow. Because it means if the Steelers do win then even if they were to lose to Fife on Friday, sorry, to, to Cardiff on the Friday, they would still be top of the league going into the cup final. The Steelers have been top since mid-late November, and there's just something about still being top of the pile that's a psychological advantage. Yes, Cardiff are getting close, they've got their games in hand, but they've still not caught us. But if the Steelers lose in Guildford, and then Cardiff beat Dundee, which you would think they should do at home, although who knows then Cardiff know that they could beat Steelers on the Friday and go top of the league for the first time uh, this season. Well, first time in months. When we went around the uh, the rinks and we gave that score out with Nottingham losing, Dean, uh, you were on the Steelers bench tonight, were you? Uh, was that? No, third, third period. period. No, I was on the five bench for the third. Oh, a very sombre bench, the five bench, I've got to say. <laughs> at the bottom he, of the league, that's he, why. He, even before kind of the score got to what he got to, it's a very sombre, it was a very sombre bench on there. Very, I, I don't know if it's... Was felt too relaxed. I don't know, but uh, but no. Third period, I was on the uh, on the five bench. I was just going to avoid the question, and I was going to say, what, what's it what's it like with you know what the, does the players kind of when they know the scores well, and I, stuff? I, it's, I was commentating at the time because we left it too late before we put it out. Yeah, and I noticed the crowd was a bit flat at the start of the third. I think most Steelers fans thought, well, we're going to go on and win this game now, and the first five minutes of the period were a little bit flat, and once the goal was once the scores were announced it gave everybody a little bit of a lift and the atmosphere was much better from then because the fans realised that not only the Steelers winning but it really means something as well because they're getting the result they need down the road. Okay. From, so from previous games, obviously not from tonight, but I've been in that position in previous games this season where those scores have been announced and it's always been Cardiff kind of chopping at our our heels and the bench hears it and the bench reacts to it. I mean, certainly uh, the Brit boys, certainly uh, Benny, as you can probably imagine, uh, will give a bit of a shout down the bench when they can hear that obviously other results are going the way that we want them to. It makes a difference. It makes a difference to every one of the guys on that bench when the other <laughs> results are going the way that we like them to as well. Okay, just a point on Guildford tomorrow. 
<coughs> do we run the same roster tomorrow? Do we do we do, do does Living or does Batawa come in? Does anybody sit out? Any any thoughts or do we just keep running a winning lineup? Without injuries, there's no reason to change. Um, is everybody playing at their absolute best right now? I'm not certain everybody is, but if the team is winning, then it, it doesn't need to be changed. I think it would be unnecessary to, to change things. I can't see who you take out of the lineup. Um, I don't know if Steel Dogs got a game tomorrow. I'd, you'd probably take Graham if you could, wouldn't you? Just so that you have the option to run four lines, and that's that's maybe where your advantage comes is that you can wear them down with four lines. And I think Aaron wanted to play four lines a lot earlier tonight. So you know, if you know, the momentum that Alex has got from tonight, hopefully that runs into tomorrow and. Colin Marlin can do some damage on that fourth line with him as well. I guess nobody wants to give a place up the game before the two Cardiff games because of the importance there. No, absolutely. And I don't know if the Steelers have a trick up their sleeve and they want to match up against Cardiff a little differently. You know, Cardiff present a different challenge to the Flyers and a different challenge to the Flames. So it might be that the plan is to make a change for next Friday or, or for next Sunday and throw a Cardiff something they're not expecting. But... If the team's just won three in a row, the, that losing streak is seems very distant now. The team is back to how it was in January and before. Um, I, I wouldn't be looking to make any changes. Eric Mellon struck again tonight. He did. Uh, fantastic. Oh, one, again. Mellon, yeah, really good. Um, yeah, when I when I arrived, Aaron called me into his room just to make sure it was um, correct enough to go out on social media. Um, it is, isn't and it? it is. So it's yeah, a great it's, one. It's fine. We didn't um, show it live on the streams, but it was, uh, it was a shame. Have you seen it yet, Jonathan? I've not seen it yet. No, a, have I've you seen it? They were, were going to show it. Uh, I mean, I've only just seen the one from last week. To be fair, where he's on the ice or dressed up as, as the American, and then gives it gives the a, line. It's a three compared to tonight, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Without like yeah. production quality is, into tonight. Yeah, this is his own. Calls it Smelly Melly Productions. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very impressive. He's put a lot of time and thought into it. To be fair, it'll be interesting. He'll have, he'll get a call tonight from uh, Aaron and with the starting lineup for tomorrow, and he'll have uh, twelve hours to work on one for uh, for, for tomorrow. It's you could see. Like, whilst we never showed it on the screen. You could see all the boys were glued to it, though, couldn't you, on Steelers Steelers? Oh, absolutely. He's such a popular player. I mean, we remarked on this this last week what a what a well-liked member he was of that dressing room. Um, and I think the players do miss having him around, and it's just a, a nice, familiar face to put everyone in a real positive, uh, positive state of mind. Because before a big game, you can get a bit nervous, and it's just nice to break the ice and lighten the mood a little bit. I think the uh, the players really seem to be benefiting from it and yeah. you know, I know this thing well, we'll keep doing it whatever we win but he's got to do the one before the cup final and the Cardiff game whatever happens say, on what, Sunday what's the play before the cup final do, and I know you're not going to fly him over or you know whatever you're not going to fly him over you're not going to fly him over but can you imagine like it, it, could you imagine he, that conversation with Tony Tony well, can we just exactly. fly him in for <laughs> yeah fly him in for a few hours and then yeah, tell him to bugger up yeah, yeah, no. so, yeah. Can, can I be there when you have that conversation, conversation. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, if he's putting this level of production into it, you know he's kind of one up himself every week, isn't he? So I'm but intrigued to it, see what he happens. He knows there are medals at the end of this for him. He's still playing his part. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, he wants uh, he wants the uh, the medal around his neck, even if it's a little bit belated. Uh. Yeah, talking of medals, the next time we chat will be after the uh, Challenge Cup final in Cardiff. We'll all be down there for that uh, that event. Fifteen hundred orange, fifteen hundred taps in Wales down there as well it's going to be some 
atmosphere, isn't it? It's the first time that building will have a 50-50 split of, of, of any proportion, a of pro- any a, pro- a proper, proper 50 split. They, yeah, they called it a 50 split, but in Welsh that was 60-40 last time, wasn't it? But it's, it's going to be some event, and I know we've got plans to what we're taking down there to make we're, that we're build. We're loud on the road as well. We're, we're going to be really loud. We're loud well, on the road. Courtesy, loud of, courtesy, courtesy of Sean and a few sponsors, we're going to be very loud in uh, for various reasons. I'm, I'm taking not, a lot I'm, of drums with us, are we? I don't think we're taking drums. No, I don't think they're allowed, are they? But, it, but it's going to be some very special occasion, that is. It is, and I think there's still a sense in the Steelers fan base that we owe Cardiff one for other Challenge Cup finals past, one here and, and one down there. There's unfinished business when it comes to the Steelers and the Challenge Cup. Yeah, there have been league titles, yes, there have been playoff titles, but I haven't been a Challenge Cup in the Elite League here, and it's a, it's a gap in the uh, a gap in the Steelers' trophy How many finals? Recently. How many finals? Because uh, I, I can't think, was it two, two or three with Nottingham? No, Mars more than two. It, it was two with Nottingham, at least two, if not three. Oh, it's I been two again. It's been two with Cardiff, hasn't it? We had the one here yeah. when Petruskas got injured, yeah, and yeah. then we had the one where Wazi scored down there. And that was three two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Wazi. Well, two one was the other one here, wasn't it? When yeah. it was in Petruskas, yeah. 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 Steelers have lost six Challenge Cup finals in the Elite League era. Two of those yeah. have been to Cardiff. The other four have all been to Nottingham. They had but a they good won- run in the cup, didn't they? They were a cup team, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Those four to Nottingham were all over two legs. Yeah. The two to Cardiff were one-off games, one here and one down in Cardiff. Um, because I do the on-this-day thing, um, on the day of the cup final, the last game we played on March the 8th was that cup final we lost in Cardiff five years ago. Sorry, four years four ago. Four years ago. Okay, anything else to add, boys, before we shut it down for another... Is this episode 27? I think it's... Mm. I think so. Any sense? I think. It's uh, like any other business as we go around the table. Any other business? No, no. Yeah. I think. I think the, uh, the the shooting from the away bench has to continue, doesn't it? Because uh, that's two games and two convincing wins with me sat on their bench. Maybe I'm the bad. Good luck. Time. Good luck in persuading Andrew Lord to let you <laughs> shoot off his bench. Not a chance. Alex, any final thoughts? <laughs> I think tomorrow's going to be a very interesting game, especially given two games. The Flames have had over in Belfast already, getting completely torn apart in game one, but then giving up the lead tonight as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it affects them. And I know people have mentioned our form against Guildford in Guildford, um, but last game out, we deserved to win that game. And had it not been... You went down to that, Yeah. Are you going tomorrow? I'm not, no, I'm not going tomorrow. Um, Two games in Belfast, a travel home either tonight or tomorrow. It's got to be a bit of, of, a, of an advantage for us, hasn't it, do we think? Yeah, they were 3-3, three three, aren't they, Guildford? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, in Belfast with the travel from Belfast in uh, in between all that. Is that an advantage They'd for us? They'd fly to Gatwick, wouldn't they, I would have thought. They're Belfast-Gatwick and then yeah. Guildford to, to Guildford, yeah. Yeah, naturally, it's an advantage, isn't it? But, again, the players have all spoken about it before. Their rink is something very different. Is It can swing round the on the dressing rooms there are like... This is the, the room we're yeah. in now. It, it, it's torture in there, but it's. But well, it's the Manchester. Do you know what? In some ways, yes. Similar. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, similar, similar, but similar. Jenna, I've got a selection of stats. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> as always, of course you have. Oh, it's not going. Settling. This is the math teacher. Put the kettle uh, on, folks. Come. Aaron Johnson scored tonight, first time since the opening day of the season. Bear in mind, the opening day of the season was August. 
So uh, he scored on opening day against Nottingham in that cup game. Uh, scored again tonight, first league game. Um, we've come up just short tonight of passing the 200,000 fans barrier for the season. What did we have in tonight? What was the final six, number? 6638. If we'd had uh, another 57, we'd have gone through 200,000. Um, Every week. Every week now we're six thousand and above without even. No. I don't. When I say without even trying, David, I don't mean without even trying. What I mean Alex is, I will punch you in the face right now if you say that. Eight, ten, nine, eight, seven years ago. Yeah, if three. We'd, if we'd have been saying in seven years we'll be getting six and a half thousand, six thousand every single week as normal business. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. The numbers are incredible. Yeah. So the next game against Manchester, we could surpass last season's total which was a record for the Steelers in the Elite League era uh, just over 207,000 um, and there's still two league games plus a playoff game to go it's uh, unprecedented territory in terms of attendances for the Steelers in the Elite League era we always talk about the good old days well, for a lot of people folks these are the good old days in a few years time yep. yeah Please. but I mean you've seen, oh, sorry. you've seen the Steelers score a lot of goals yeah. our fans are going to turn up if you're going to get this level of entertainment yeah was that the first assist tonight for a certain Thomas Duber as well? Yes, I believe it was. I don't know if he was just trying to get five in a too many men penalty as they were going for a line change. But yeah, he bounced all the way through to Lemchikov. As far as I'm aware, that is his first point. Yeah. There we go. So we first go. point of the night for Alex Graham. First point of the night for uh, Thomas Duber. Two and a half minutes of ice time for Will Curlin as well. Which I'm not sure everybody noticed going in right at the end. No. Yeah. We're also busy celebrating Alex Graham's goal. And I'd the, imagine uh, his family noticed because they were all in the yeah. box tonight, yeah. weren't they? Celebrating his sister's birthday. So, pretty sure. He's one of the nicest George. fellas around, isn't he? Mm. Will Curling. Well, it's lifetime tonight, Will. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good Will. Good old Will. Did you, not, did you not get the pictures of that one? His mum won't be happy, Dean. His mum won't be happy. I think he made one save and it was from a shot that came from inside the flyer's own, own end. Yeah. This is why we have Haley. <laughs> <laughs> he is one of life's all-time nice boys, isn't Top he? He's a, he's a lovely fellow. Yeah, fantastic, yeah. If Both you had a sister, you wouldn't mind him marrying her, would you? He's a good lad. Yeah, he's a good lad like that. Yeah. I'd marry him. Well, never mind we'll move on. But there's pressure. He's got to keep developing because Curtis Warburton's going to want that backup spot for himself. So Will knows he's got to keep developing in training and making the most of his ice time because we've got two young goalie prospects here and there's only space, uh, there's only space for one of them, really. I was up by the sweets tonight and our third goal, he walks down, got the big sausage. What is it, the big hot dog, the big can of Coke? He wasn't expecting to play this weekend, was he? <laughs> yeah. oh, a, a part of me wants to see what he can do, but a part of me doesn't, because that means something's happened to Duba. So I hope we never see him. I mean, no disrespect to him. Good lad, he's a great kid, and I'm sure he's a good goalie. But if, like you say, if we see him, there's a problem we do, so we don't want to see that. Yeah, I, I won't mind seeing him every week if we keep means we keep me leading by six goals. That's, uh, that's exactly the time I want to see him on the ice. Okay, that's this episode of the uh, Steelers podcast. We'll see you in Cardiff and uh, the Steelers victorious. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media channels in Guildford on Sunday nights. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great comments. Good night.